We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ederson's 25% owned. Larissa's 25% owned. Ederson's lining up for the, for the penalty. It's like if this gets saved or scored, it's going to make the difference literally on the entire slate. Yeah. Like this is going to be the most this is going to be the most pivotal play in all of DFS soccer history. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hello and welcome into another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Thursday, February 11th by Jordan Cooper to talk about Saturday's Premier League slate. Jordan, do you always know what the date is? Yeah, I have it on my Mac screen. It shows Thursday, February 11th. Well, like, I can see it, but like, did you know that it was February 11th? I mean, I, I do a show every morning, so I mean, I see the... I guess so. I mean, the days just roll into each other. Right? That's what oh, I mean. Yeah. Soccer day. Oh, that means it's Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's what day this is. But during yeah. the week, the Wednesdays, Thursdays, Tuesdays, they all kind of feel the same. Right. And so that's the thing. I always have to look because I just never, the, the date even doesn't even matter to me. It's the day of the week where I'm just like, I usually talk to Jordan on Thursdays. Sometimes it's Friday. So I have to check to, oh, it is Thursday. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, uh, here to talk about Saturday's three game Premier League slate. We had four games last week. Was that even last week? 
So you don't even know what day it the is. Last so time, it doesn't matter. It could have anyway, been three months. We're back to these small to a small slate. With a staggered start time. We're back it's still the nine to five, but we only get three games to choose from. Um I would argue that I think you can make a case that you would want for each game that you would want that to be the first lineup, but obviously we can't change that. But I have a feeling that the way I look at this slate is a little different than the way you're going to look at it, but I think we might end up in the same place. Okay, I'm interested to see what how we're going to look at it differently. I mean, we have uh, the biggest favorite on the slate is in the second game, Man City minus 297 home favorites against Tottenham. That's a about a three total. Then we got a plus one forty two Crystal Palace home favorite. Uh, that's the lowest total on the slate, two and a quarter against Burnley. And then we have Aston Villa, who's currently a plus one fifty nine away favorite to Brighton. And that totals around two and three quarters. So I'm I'm interested to hear how how our approaches are going to be different. So we'll go through players, obviously, in a little bit. But like, I think if we, I think if it was a blind, uh, like you were blindly saying, like, these are the odds. Are you going to try to get as much as the top team as possible? I'm guessing the answer is no. I think you could make a lineup without any Man City players and it's fine. So I agree with you on that one. Uh, will I, will for, I get there? Maybe not. <laughs> uh, that's the maybe not also. So th- the way I was looking at it is uh, I think Man City will beat Tottenham. Like I think they should be the biggest favorite on this slate. And because they're Man City, they have the highest implied goal total. But I think you have to go into this slate thinking that they don't blow them out. And the, the way we usually play like how much Man City do you want is – this similar situation, big favorite, highest implied goal total. We're like, we just want as much as possible because not because we think everyone's going to score, but because if somebody score or the few people that score, we want to just make sure we have them. And the peripheral guys, like whatever, it, does, it almost doesn't matter because the goals will take them out. I think it's possible that that game is low scoring, but it's. I also think it's possible that all the Man City guys hit their like, non-goal ceilings well only because of the way that Mourinho plays with right. Tottenham that Man City could have 80% possession this game not score a goal yet all their players be close to double digits right so like I think you have to look at this late like are you willing to pay these prices if all of them score as highly as they can without scoring a goal which generally for these guys is around 10 to 15 depending on the guy and I think they're actually priced okay if that's your expectation. Like they're almost underpriced if you think that they blow Tottenham out. Uh, and they're not really, the odds aren't like that they're going to truly blow them out. But like they're very firm favorites. So I kind of went into this like you can make a great lineup with no Man City. But if you played all Man City, even without expecting them to score five goals, I think that's okay too. No, I know I agree with you. It depends on your lineup construction because at forward, um, we we have we have players that we could play. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not void. I think when we get to midfield, I think just to start on midfield before we get to forward, 
the biggest decisions on the slate is whether or not you pay up at midfield or pay up at forward. Because I think there are two midfielders to pay up for. And it's going to be very hard to pay up for both of them and then also pay up at forward as well. Because I think defense defense is a puntable position this slate. Uh, totally. I don't think there's anyone necessarily worth paying up for at defense. It really comes in to what you want to do. If you want to pay up twice at midfield, you're going to have to find some type of forward value. And you could all probably only pay up once. But here at the top of midfield, we, uh, at uh, forward, we got Sterling at 9,500. I think he's wholly unnecessary in cash games. Yeah, I agree. The more interesting range is that, like, 6,900 to 8,400 range. That's a better – obviously, I'm giving price points because we have Pascal Gross at 8,400 yep. in the late game who could possibly not even start, right? We could see, uh, or we could see Trossard at 8,100. Yep. You could see both of them in. Then we have Eze, Eze, Eze yep. and Townsend, 8,200 and 7,800. And then we also have Mares and Bernardo Silva. Mares at 7,900, Bernardo Silva at 7,100. Then we also have like guys like El Ghazi and Traore, if they manage to get the start, I don't think they do. Uh, and then you got uh, Dwight McNeil at 6,900. I don't think if you're paying up for two midfielders, you could play two of these guys. You could play one of them, but not two of them. Do you disagree with me? I, I, I disagree in terms of whether you are truly uh, open to punting both defender spots to the max. <laughs> to the max. But you have maybe, to do maybe not the max. max. Right, but you're going to be somewhere in like that, that 3K range twice. I was going to say, if, if, if you are comfortable spending 6000 or less on two defenders, then you can get all these guys. Right. Absolutely. I agree with you. Is that optimal? I don't know. Could be. Out of all, all the guys in this range, I, I said it last week with Pascal Gross at 9200 uh, I don't think he's necessary. I And also, with him being in the late game, I'm much more likely to play Eze. I'm much more likely to play... I'd, even if Townsend's in, I'd still play Eze over Townsend. And if Townsend's not in, I definitely would play Eze over Gross. Even I would play him even over Mares, I guess, if Mares happens to start. But we don't even know that. Mares may not start. So, like, that first game... We have Crystal Palace and Burnley. Are you willing to uh, to lock up both forward spots with Eze and McNeil? If you're going to go into that, if you're going to play, if you're going to play both pay up midfielders and punt twice the defense, you're kind of locking yourself into that type of uh, that type of build. But I, I'm going to argue that that you could you could you could punt in one forward spot. Uh, you could. The, the two guys that we didn't mention that I think are kind of worth mentioning in this range, uh, and it's possible neither starts. You're obviously a little stuck. I mean, similarly, if they're, they're obviously not Burnley and Crystal Palace guys. Um, what do you do if Aguero starts? Is he going to play 90? 
I doubt 7, it. 7,300, I mean... Or if Jesus starts at 6,800. Right, you're right. But like I They mean, have to be in the consider... Like, you're saying, I would much rather... Not much rather, but would you rather play Dwight McNeil or Jesus when Jesus is the possibly the center forward for the biggest favor with the highest implied goal total? Yeah, but I mean, it's just a matter of, do you, are you going to sacrifice floor for ceiling? Because we take a look at the, the goal scoring odds. I mean, no one is a minus goal scorer. Yep. Aguero's uh, my, uh, plus 102, Sterling 133, Jesus 148, Foden 160, right? Yep. We take a look here. I mean, Maupai is 163 and he's 6,200, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, if you're just going for pure goal scoring, we have Gundawan. Gundawan is 160? Is that because of penalties? Probably. Right? Even though he missed one. Right? Yeah, it could be Ederson. Right, right. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be one hell of a tilt? Man City get a penalty and your goalkeeper gets the goal. Mm-hmm. Does that add extra I mean, this is kind of weird. We're gonna go right to goalkeeper in this immediately. Does that add a little extra upside to paying up a goalkeeper for Ederson? It it does. There's I mean, there's no guarantee A, there's no guarantee they earn a penalty, and B, there's no guarantee he takes it. Like Right. This Do you really be, see that happening, that they have the goalkeeper come in and take the penalty? It depends how many head-to-heads I have against Ederson. <laughs> That's really what it, what it comes down <laughs> to. Right? <laughs> I think, I think like, it's, it's absurd to think of this. But, like, I think it's worth, I think it's worth thinking about. You got, you got to bump up his projection by, by a point. Right. Like, you're not, right, if you're... <laughs> If you're paying, like you're paying him for the win clean sheet. Right. So if you get the goal, I, I'd like to point out, because there are people who, this is obviously centered around DraftKings, but there are people who play on FanDuel who watch this. You do not get any outfield points for goalies on FanDuel. So if he scores a goal, you don't get any points. Okay. But on DraftKings, you do. Yes. Because occasionally we see the goalkeeper assists. Yep. Right. So we see that there. Mm-hmm. So at uh, going down at forward, uh, I played him last week in cash. I think he's perfectly fine as a punt. His floor is suspect. He did well last week. He got me 8.8 points. Vidra, it's 3,900. Now, last I, week, <sighs> JBG and Vidra were the same price, and I thought JBG was the safer like floor play, but how much how much difference in floor was good uh, was Goodmanson and Vidra, and Vidra has so much higher goal scoring odds. So I played Vidra, and JBG was the one that scored his first goal of the season. Yeah, in seventy five years. Right. I mean, I still did well uh, last week, but I mean, I would have done. I would I would have won one. Like that was that was the one v one. If I had JBG over Vidra, I would have won like the large field GPP. With just that, but truthfully, at thirty nine hundred, I mean, he typically plays ninety or close to ninety. If you're gonna punt there, like I'd rather play Vidra at thirty nine hundred than Ruben Diaz at thirty eight hundred in a defender spot. Like I'd rather play Vidra than the defenders in that price. I'm legitimately angry you brought him up. Why? Why are you angry? Because why? Because I was gonna bring him up. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. That's the reason why. Okay. Because I, I was going to bring him up and you were going like, to tell me how stupid it would time? be. No, you were supposed to tell me how stupid it was because JBG's right there, even without set pieces. And I, damn it. Did you not see my cash lineup last no, week? No, I didn't see it last week. I didn't play okay. last week. Normally, normally you look at my cash lineup because whatever random person scores a goal or something that was a thin play, right. you typically message me and go, right. of course, of course you got the Willock goal. Of course. <laughs> right? No, of course, full disclosure. Whatever, whatever I, that. Right. I was no, uh, I, I'm a suit check in cash, and they're like, "Oh, he got two goals out of him, of course." Yeah, it's cash lineup. He has the score. <laughs> no, I was uh, I was driving before lock last week, and so I decided not to play. I played the later showdowns, um, so that's why I didn't know that. Um, that's outrageous. So you, do you think he's actually better than Jay Rodriguez, who's even cheaper? Is Jay Rodriguez even going to start? I think it. Uh, oh, that's true. I guess it could be Barnes, right? Right. I figure Barnes and Vidra. That's how they've been lining up. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but I would consider, okay, fine. Jay Rodriguez, fine. 3,600. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that the defend, the defender position is, is bad enough that like, can I get floor at defense and yeah. get upside at forward rather than the other way around? I'd rather get a defender that may have a better chance at six to eight points and get a forward that has a chance of six to eight points, then get a forward that has like an eight to ten point floor and a defender that legitimately has a zero point. <laughs> right? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna go down to 30, 3,900, 3,600 at defense, you have to be happy with two points yeah. sometimes. But at least if I'm paying that price for a forward, you know, twelve plus points is is in the cards more often than not. Um I think, I think he's a fine play. I think then the expectations are low. You want. I mean, you could, you could, you could play everyone. Mm-hmm. I was actually when I was building my like just quickly going through with a dummy lineup, and then I started playing around with this double punt uh, defense. I still ended up at like four thousand left, and I was like, "Oh, is it Vidra or Vidra? Who knows? Yeah." I thought it was Vidra. But anyway. He knows, obviously. But I was like, am I really going to play him? And then I'm like looking into it. And I'm like, yeah, because in 3,900, like in that range, there's not much else anyway. I'm not, there's no 4K midfielder that is like, I know can get eight points. It's two points. So stealing my bit. What? That means we're both sharp. Watch him only score one and a half points. Yeah. Like <laughs> right. But at midfield, Graylish Foden, right? That's that's what you want? Yep. Truthfully, I prefer Graylish over Foden if I had to choose between the two. Graylish was the first guy in my lineup. Yeah, 9,100, favorite position against Brighton. The way I was now looking... Now taking more set pieces also. Yeah. The, the way I was looking at this slate was... Let me start with Graylish and see what happens. And I was perfectly content with what happened. And so he was in. It wasn't like a, let me get some other guys in and hopefully I can make my way to Graylish. Like I started at Graylish and I went from there. Right. Graylish at 9,100 without set pieces is worth it. Yeah. And also he's one of the few players. Like, can you look this up like we did last week with James Ward-Prowse? Does Graylish ever come off the field? No. I mean, does he ever? I mean, I, I, has he played any game that he did not play 90? The only reason I, I 
when thinking of this, let me see quickly. I'm pulling it up here. Oh, he played 87 uh, once against Newcastle. Oh, too risky now. He may, yeah. not, he may not play. I may get three minutes less. Oh, my God. So I when I when uh, when they came back from the COVID break last year, I did like rest of season projections and I projected Graylish to play every minute. And somebody called me out on it and they were like, he's coming back out after COVID. Like he didn't have COVID, but like, that's ridiculous. You can't possibly think he's going to play every minute. And they had an extra game too. And the dude played every minute. That's what he well, does. Because without Graylish, without Graylish on, on, on the pitch for Aston Villa, the team sucks. It's awful. Yeah. I view him the same way like Zaha on Crystal Palace. Like without Zaha on the pitch, Crystal the team's Palace lost. sucks also. Right. Yeah. Same thing for James Ward Prowse on Southampton. Well, yeah. Truthfully, right? But yeah, Graylish was the first. Yeah, Graylish was the first guy in. Like the thing with Foden is that Man City set pieces, depending on how they line up, it could be any. I mean, they go all over the place. So I'm not really necessarily relying on that. But I mean, Foden's open play value is worth it. But they also rotate this front line, like we saw last game. Like he had he is upside. He was playing in a false nine. But, like, when you play in a false nine, if you're not scoring goals and stuff, I mean, you're not crossing from that position. Right. You're not, I mean, you, you, your, your, your touches are going to go down. So, like, really, it depends on how Man City line up. And they're all priced in a way that for their for their floors, I think they're fairly all interchangeable. I mean, I'm not paying 8500 for Gundogan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't care. Did he get there last time? I mean, it's some, at some point, he's he not going Yeah, he had a brace. It was a Liverpool What's match. He scored on? twice. Against Liverpool. Yeah. So, speaking of look that Liverpool... Look at his game log. This is Look at it's his ridic- game log. It's ridiculous. He looks like <laughs> Neymar. Um, but look, on the last game against Liverpool, he had three shots, two goals, and really not much else. The one before that, he had five chances created and an assist. Like, okay. And then he had three chances created, five crosses against Sheffield. Okay. Then he's 7,100, scores two goals on two shots. Right? I mean, like, Aston Villa, yeah, okay, sure. I'll give him that. Six shots. <laughs> there's there's no reason to play to uh, pay extra for Gundogan. Like, like you're, I, I, I don't know how you do that. Um, looking at that Liverpool game, so how like odd set pieces can be. Uh, Liverpool or Man City won that game four one, and they, they had one. Single corner. They had one corner, and Jesus took it. <laughs> Probably short. It was short. Right. I mean, he's not crossing the ball. So. I, I don't know how you play Gundogan over Foden. I'll put it that way. Um, especially, so really, especially when you're playing Ederson for penalties. Right. <laughs> I, I think the, the benefit for of Foden, other than Sterling, is that you could play anyone else. Like in the midfield spot, they're, other than Jesus and Aguero, everybody's midfield eligible anyway. So like if you, and not that you're going to be that far behind anyway after one game. Um, but like, if you wanted to play Mares, you can just flip Mares in there. But I, I mean, I think, Mares is the mo- is the most appealing Man City player I, from a floor ceiling combination. 
I think we think he is. But he's because he is. He's been pretty awful. I'm trying to pull him up here. Like it's like, I think we're used to set piece Mares and not. Why couldn't he be set piece Mares? KDB is out. He, I mean, he's been playing and barely gets any. Like two corners in the last three starts, four starts. Right. I guess. I guess I could look. I mean, game log watching. I guess. He's just not. He's taken more than one shot once in his last, like, seven games. Okay. And they kill people. Gunduan is taking five shots and Mahrez is taking one. So you play Foden then? Yeah. I'm just saying that these men seem like you're playing made one of them and, like, if whoever you choose, that's fine. Yeah. Right? Like, it's fine. If Terran Torres is out there and you want to pay for 7400 okay. Whatever. But, like, in this mid-range, like, to, to me, there's no one. Right? Until you get down to, obviously, Ashley Westwood, who I always have to bring up. We, before we get to Westwood, um, since we've just completely ignored them, uh, you don't play anybody from Spurs? Oh, no, not at these prices. Are you kidding me? That The prices are so odd to me. With 8900 for Sun? Yeah. 8700 for Kane? When they're the second, uh, when they're the they're biggest, biggest underdog on slate. Yeah, they're not the second biggest, they're the biggest. The biggest, biggest yeah. No, no, not a chance. All right, just checking. I think Westwood at 5,100 is perfectly fine. Right there, fine. Last piece, throw them in. Yep. Who cares? I'd rather play Westwood at 5,100 than some defenders, right? All of them. All of them, pretty much, yeah. And then, like, I don't mind, like, a, a McAllister if he started, but he's in the late game and he's 4,200, and you'll never know. Right. If he, if he's in if he's in your utility and then you're going to switch over to a defender or something, if he's not in, okay, I could see that. But I wouldn't hinge your lineup on him. And it, uh, it's 4,200. I don't think he's – it's okay. You could play him, sure. I just don't see any viable build of – with an ex- with a very cheap midfielder. No, because there aren't any. I mean, that's the main reason. Like, there's really no one to play. Lamella, didn't he take sex pieces? Thirty-two hundred. Yeah. And now you want him as the biggest underdog? Well, he's thirty-two hundred. I mean, who knows if he even 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 starts or how many set pieces right. they're going to get? I, I have to assume that you know Tottenham are going to be bunkering like pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's, this may be the most boring Man City game there is. Yeah. I mean, they'll have the ball a lot, but, you know, how much, how many good chances are they going to get? And then Tottenham will be on the counter, so how many set-piece opportunities are they going to get? Right. So what does it matter? Or, or like anything, any, like any shots or, like... Anything, right. They may not, Tottenham may not have a shot in this game. Yeah, that, it's ugly. But then a defender, like, do you need to pay fifty six hundred for Cancelo? Um, I I look at it as if you have fifty six hundred, and because we were like, oh, Westwood, just like if he's the last spot, throw him in. Like, I think you could make the argument that Cancelo is better than Westwood. Well, because you also get the clean sheet equity. Yeah, but I right. also I, don't I think. think... Both, I think both of I think Cancelo or Zinchenko. 
4,800. I think they're, they're fine. Yeah. Right. I, I'll put it this way. I think they're fine. And if they're a last piece, then that's great. But I also think if they're a last piece, then you did something else wrong. Okay. That, that, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I feel the same way with cash and target for Aston mm-hmm. Villa. Like, I just don't, okay, they're fine. Like, okay. I have nothing against either of them at those prices. They're, they're fine. Same they're for fine. Van Anholt. He starts at 4,500. Okay. Seems like the defenders are all like efficiently priced. There's nothing that stands out that wants me to Loten at 4,300. Why? Okay. I guess Veltman 4,100, whatever. Right. I, Maybe I can Dan assure you, Byrne, I can assure you I'm not wide. paying, I'm not paying 4,400 for John Stones. No, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> we got Dan Byrne, Nathaniel Klein, if he starts. I mean, these guys have like two-point floors. No, if, if you're playing those guys, then go play. Um, like if Ruben Diaz doesn't play, he's 3,800. If we get Laporte again at 2,800, you play him. Or Eric Garcia, whichever one. Yeah, whoever. Yeah. Um, and I think Ezri Kansa, 2,700. Aston Villa center back is fine. Like I... I literally see no difference between Kansa and Target. Like anyone in between, just give me the 2,000 in savings. Right. Even if you're playing like Ben Mee or Tarkowski. Sure. The Burnley Center, whatever. Whatever you do. Gary Cahill, whatever. Doesn't doesn't matter at this point. I would actually... I, I actually do think that matters. I think... I don't think it's worth... Taking it, taking a spot in the first game. Right, right, because you'd rather have the flexibility. If you're going to punt, you, you could punt with, punt with the Aston Villa, punt right. with the late game. If any, because right. worst case scenario, a Man City, some weird lineup comes out, and now you have a, now you're able to get Cancelo because you're going down, and then, yeah. then you have a better lineup. Because no, Tommy no, Doyle I, is stirring, and he took set pieces in an FA Cup match. Who? Tommy Doyle. He's like a 12-year-old from Man City. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's not going to be in. Can you tell me a reason why we're not going to play uh, Nick Pope again and lose? <laughs> I, I mean, he, he got like a, a half a point and whatever, and it didn't matter on that slate last week. I think, would you have to figure at 4,500 he's going to be the most popular goalkeeper? Yeah. Uh, I think enough people could play Lurie's. Yeah, I guess so. You're right. They'll face a lot of shots. Yeah. And then once I say that, like, why not play Sanchez? He's the home underdog at 4700 And what? It's only $200 difference between Pope and Sanchez. So we're going to get to the point like we do on every show where we talk about, oh, that's going to be the popular goalkeeper and then mention all the goalkeepers and say whatever. But and then next in week. my opinion, in my opinion, if you're going to pay up, you pay up for Ederson. You don't play Guaita at 5100 I... I think it's literally Ederson or Lloris. I actually don't think Pope is worth... Like, what are you getting? You just think because Tottenham gets absolutely blown out? Like, isn't that the uh, only way? Uh, win clean sheet equity, I guess? I guess. More I likely just... that Burnley beats Crystal Palace than Tottenham beats Man City. Sure. But it, we know with goalkeepers, it doesn't matter. Lloris could give up. They could lose one nothing, and Lloris has six saves. Right. And he, ten points there, you're done. All the other games are one-one. And you're right. sitting, and you're sitting there with the the only goal of the game, as well as the goalkeeper. And that's when you just start cursing the wind on why goalkeeper scoring is like this. Mm-hmm. 
The problem is, is that when the only goal that Larice gives up is the Ederson goal. Right. Why can't we play both goalkeepers? Yes. Yeah. I'd like to play goalkeeper and utility. That's just what I need. <laughs> right. Fe- add more bearings to our lineup. Yeah. I'd like to figure out a way to get negative 20 from two players. <laughs> right. We can't, we can't play the Ed- you can't play Ederson and Larice in the same lineup. That's going to be one hell of a swing if that happens, right? Ederson's twenty five percent down. Larissa's twenty five percent down. Ederson's lining up for the for the penalty. It's like if this gets saved or scored, it's going to make the difference literally on the entire slate. Yeah, like this is going to be the most this is going to be the most pivotal play in all of DFS soccer history, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because Ederson then ends up with the win, clean sheet, and goal. Yeah. So he's sitting there with a nice 20, 22, 24 points. And Larice is the one with like a negative two. Or it's going to be the opposite. It's the Larice now has the 24 point score because he saved the penalty. And then on the counter, Tottenham score. And then it's, oh, that's going to decide the whole slate because there's only going to be like two goals the whole slate. Right. So it's like, right. GPP's winning score is 68. Oof. And a third of that score is whichever goalkeeper, goalkeeper that was. Yeah. <clears throat> and West and Westwood got to twelve. Right. Right. So that's all you needed. I think. And this and the center. The only other goal in the slate was whatever random center back Andrew Laird didn't have. Right. Right. <laughs> the other one. The other uh, one. It'll, right. <laughs> it'll be literally on the same team. It's like I'm going to play Ben Mee and Tarkowski scores. Yep. I'm going to play Scott Dan and Gary Cahill scores yep. or some, something like that. Against my goalkeeper. Right, against your goal. No, I thought you were playing Larissa or Ederson. Oh, right, 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 right. Right, or you're stacking them both. It'd be funny when Ederson gets the win, clean sheet, and goal and finishes with 22 points, and Nick Pope gets eight, you know, 10 saves and a one nothing win and actually outscores him. Right. When I'm like, Pope right. doesn't matter. The goalkeeper matter. that scored a goal isn't even the highest scoring goalkeeper. Right, right. And that's when Big O finally, finally quits playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moment. I've had That's enough. It right there. Truly just flings the laptop out the window. And that right. Yeah, that gif with the guy jumping off the in, in the business boardroom down the that that thing. <laughs> uh anybody anybody has any follow for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. That is Blender HD. Uh, you can also find all of his uh, Daily of Fantasy. Sorry, Daily of Fantasy. I'm just losing it here. Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. Uh, Theoryofdfs.com is his uh, audio masterclass to get better at every DFS sport. Not Obviously not just soccer, because I didn't hear a whole lot of soccer in there, Jordan. But uh, I get it. It's for the masses. Whatever. Um, but feel free, or please check that out, because it is a very good resource. Uh, Jordan also does uh, some pretty regular videos on youtube.com slash Jordan Cooper. Uh, these are all fantastic resources to get better at Daily Fantasy Sports, so check those out. Um, you can also find me uh, at the in the Rotowire Discord chat, which is open for all, for all subscribers. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat if you have not joined. If you are watching this on YouTube, if you could just please hit the like button below and feel free to subscribe, as well as rate and review if you are listening on the audio version of this podcast wherever you listen. Jordan, thank you for that, and good luck on Saturday. All day Saturday. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.